The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. My name is Diana Yisha Makanani Maikalani Carrillo, and I was the youth preacher for our 112th youth program that was held on Sunday, February 3, 2019, at our mother church located at 1043 Middle Street in Honolulu, Hawaii. At this time, I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34, in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22, in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30, of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know, like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kalihi for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullest. 
We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Before continuing on with the music portion of our telecast, I would like to introduce to you our youth announcer of our 112th youth program and tell you a little bit about her. She is Hannah Kupai Kealoali O Kahiwahiwa, which interpreted means steadfast in the ways of the Lord, K, which represented means reverence, Asano. She was born in Honolulu on July 13, 2002, to the proud parents of Mr. and Mrs. Leonard K.Y. and Luada K. Asano Jr. She has four sisters, Julia, Sila, Leah, and Alora Asano. Her paternal grandparents are Pastor Leonard K.Y. and Ms. Deborah Asano Sr. of the Kauai Branch Church. Her maternal grandparents are Mr. and Mrs. Bo Philip and Bonnie Neal. Hannah was baptized in Jesus' name at the age of seven at our Kauai Branch Church. She is a faithful student in Associate Pastor Robert Carter Sr.'s Sunday School class. She is a willing participant in many activities in the gospel work. Her many talents are put to positive use in the church band, youth strings, youth orchestra, youth band, youth choir, and the BA degrees. Her talents also includes playing the following instruments, cello, ukulele, guitar, saxophone, and the clarinet. She was recently the announcer for the children's Christmas program in December 2018. Hannah is currently in the 11th grade at Kamehameha Kapalama School. She is a member of the Kamehameha School's Concert Glee Club. Her favorite subjects in school are math and music. She is currently undecided and still contemplating her future plans after high school. She enjoys spending time and with her family and practicing with her musical instruments to improve on her abilities. Hannah counts it a blessing and privilege to be chosen as the 112th youth announcer. She gives thanks to the Lord for this opportunity and thanks to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., the trustees, the prayer band, the saints of God, and to her parents for their never-ending love, support, help, and prayers. So without further ado, may I present to you Hannah Kupai Kealoali Okahiwahiwa Ke Asano. Hannah? Thank you, Dion. To begin the musical portion of our program, we will have the youth choir under the direction of Mrs. Tiari Summers sing an enlightening number entitled, Walk Like Jesus. Accompanying our youth choir will be Seth Makana Asano Sr. on the piano and Asia White on the trumpet.
Thank you, Youth Choir. That was beautiful. The Youth Orchestra, led by Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., will now play for us a song entitled, I Walk with the King. Isn't that a wonderful performance, saints, friends, and viewers? Amen. Speaking of guidance, we will now have a vocal solo sung by Kealoho Hakuole, an 11th grader of James Campbell High School, and she will sing the inspiring song entitled, I Will Follow, under the direction of Miss Pohaku Carter. Accompanying Kealoho will be Iris Locke on the piano.
What a wonderful and touching number, Kelho. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Once again, our youth choir will sing an anthem entitled, Walking in the Light. Choir for that wonderful and impelling selection. Our instrumentalist this morning will include a quartet of cellos. They are Leah Asano, a seventh grader of Aya Intermediate School, Seth Makana Asano Jr., 
a 10th grader, Sila Asano, an 8th grader, and yours truly, all from Kamehameha Kapal Lama School in Honolulu. Thank you, Jesus, for that wonderful selection and giving us the guidance and the talent to play for Him. And now, the most enthusiastic and lively singers, the Young Crusaders, will take the stage and sing the exciting number, Walk and Talk. They are led by Miss Christy Hahn. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful number to Mr. and Mrs. Dennis and Betty Yee, a faithful couple in the Lord who has given of their time and assistance with our audio department. Your labor of love will not go unnoticed or unrewarded. May the Lord send blessings your way, pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday.
thank you, Young Crusaders, for singing for Jesus. Before returning to the program, back to our 112th Youth Preacher with our schedule of announcements, I would like to give a little background about her. She is Dion Ayesha Makanani Maikalani, which interpreted means beautiful eyes from heaven, Carrillo, a faithful and dedicated servant of God, is our youth preacher for the 112th Youth Program. She was born on October 24, 1997 in Wailuku, Maui. She is the second oldest child of Associate Pastor Dean Kay and Mrs. Johanna P.T. Carrillo. She has one sister, Deanna, and two brothers, Dean Jr. and Donovan. Her paternal grandparents are Mr. and Mrs. Douglas and Alice Carrillo. Her maternal grandparents are the late Maui Pastor Joseph K. Taylor and the late Mrs. Thelma Taylor. Dion was baptized in Jesus' name on October 24, 2004, here at the Mother Church and filled with the Holy Spirit on December 7, 2018. She faithfully attends the adult Sunday school class. She plays the trumpet in the adult band and the ukulele in the adult orchestra. She is also ready and willing to play an instrumental selection during church services and served as a youth announcer for the 105th youth program. Dion graduated from Roosevelt High School and is presently employed as a billing clerk at Ralph Rosenberg Court Reporters Incorporated. Dion counts it a blessing and privilege to be selected as the youth preacher. She thanks the Lord Jesus Christ for this honor and all the blessings he has bestowed upon her. She thanks the Lord for the unceasing prayers of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., the trustees, the prayer band, the saints of God, and for her loving and caring parents for their guidance, support, and prayers. So without any further ado, I return you to Dion Ayesha Makanani Maikalani Carrillo. Dion? Thank you, Hannah. At this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, Bernardi San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m on station KECY, channel 9, in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KLSR, channel 34, in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KZJO, channel 22, in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KUCW, channel 30, of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work 
and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start on t at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m., except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, Gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Casaneras Sr. in Kaunakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address de designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Dion. Weren't the children wonderful? We hope and pray that you all enjoyed our youth program, which is a biannual telecast. We'd like to thank our director, Ms. Rose Pahaku Carter, who oversaw and coordinated our youth program. She was aided and abetted by a host of awesome assistants, Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. with the Youth Orchestra, the instrumentalists and accompanists, our director, Mrs. Tayari Summers, the Youth Choir Director, and Ms. Christy Hahn, Young Crusaders Director. We would also like to acknowledge our talented backup musicians who willingly respond to all those needing assistance. Our pianist and organist, Ms. Iris Locke, and Mr. Seth Makanasano Sr., our rhythm section, Ms. Gayla Kanani Abing, and Ms. Rose, Seneca Rose Hahn. Our Gospels get entitled Gospel on the Web, which is coming up soon, was written and directed by Associate Pastor Roland Carter. And finally, special appreciation is extended to our very reliable and gifted sound engineer, Associate Pastor Dean Camillo Sr., along with his host of assistants, Associate Pastor Dave Haji, Mrs. Shannon Hahn, who readied the microphones and set up the sound system for our church recording sessions and every aspect of our musical programs. Your labor of love and sacrifice will not go unrewarded in the eyes of the Lord. You all deserve a five-star applause. Today's telecast is a special one, done with the purpose of portraying to our viewing audience the faith of the youth of God in the Apostolic Faith Church, who put their trusting faith into action by attending church and participating in the gospel work as often as possible. If you are among those who have energetic faith, such as these youngsters do, but just sits at home, why not bring it with you and join us this morning at our 10 a.m. worship service? Indeed, TV viewers, it is very important to keep in touch with the Lord as much as possible. In spite of the fact that many of us love the Lord and pursue righteousness, we still fall short of the glory of God. I hope and pray that you're joining us each Sunday in our weekly Kingdom of God Crusade telecast is a means which helps to strengthen your vows with God or creates it within the desire to make yourself right with Him. 
Perhaps one day soon you will become an instrument of the Lord and testify of His goodness and mercy to others. And now do join me in the reading of God's Word in today's sermon, Why Worry When You Can't Trust? We read in Mark 10, 28, when Peter said to the Lord, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. What are we going to do to get out of this? Jesus answered in the 29th, 30th verses, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that I left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Of course, Jesus was not saying you will get rich if you follow me. You will have far more than you ever had before. No, we are told that persecutions and hardships often come to those who follow Christ. So choose this day whom you will follow, Jesus or the glitter of the world. The Bible tells us there are 100-fold, 60-fold, and 30-fold blessings. I urge you to head upwards and shoot for the moon, which is the 100-fold blessing, even if you have to hit the streetlights on the way to the moon. What then did Jesus mean when he talked about this 100-fold blessing? Did he not mean peace of mind and heart? Did he not mean joy in doing the will of God? Did he not mean an easy conscience and not one seared with a hot iron? Did he not mean sweet fellowship in the walking with Lord Jesus? Did he also not mean a reward at the end of the way? Certainly, the unbeliever has none of these things. But a true born-again believer has all these things and more. Jesus rewards those who diligently follow and serve him. Let us go to Matthew 20, 1-2. This certain man had a large vineyard and needed more laborers, as we read. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is in householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. That penny was a Roman denarius worth about 17 cents in our money. This was a day's pay at that time for a laborer or a soldier. At nine o'clock, the man found that he didn't have enough laborers. Therefore, he hired more men. He didn't make any deal with them as you read in third and fourth, fifth verses. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went away. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. Then at five o'clock, one hour before quitting time, he found more men doing nothing. And he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all the day long? And they replied, Because no man had hired us. All right, he said, It's getting late, but go ahead and work this last hour, and I will pay you what is right. Thus his vineyard was soon filled with labors, and he rejoiced that his vines were being well cared for. Some men worked twelve hours, some nine, some six, some three, and some only one hour. When six o'clock was at hand, he called the men in and paid them their wages. For some reason, he called in first those who had been working only one hour, and he gave them a full day's wage. Still others were compensated. Then he came to those who had been working a full day, and he gave them a penny. They began to murmur and complain as you read in the Verses 12 and 15, saying, These last have walked but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is that I evil because I am good? In other words, the employer contended, this is my vineyard and my money, therefore, what is your problem? Didn't you bargain to work for a penny a day? Thus, in this parable, we find several important lessons. First, we see the dignity and privilege of work. Those who do nothing make the sorriest contribution. 
Also, those who refuse to work for a living create the biggest drain upon our society. Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians 3.10, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. These people make up our criminals, our forgers, our thieves, our gamblers, our pickpockets, our tramps and hobos. They cost us millions of dollars every year. They contribute nothing to the good of human society. Josephine said, idleness is the holiday of fools. Bunyan said, an idle man's brain is a devil's workshop. Holland said, an idle man is outside of God's plan. Henry Beecher said, if we are idle, we are on the road to ruin. God said in Genesis 3:19, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return to the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For thus thou art, and to dust shalt thou return. At this time, I would like to digress from our sermon to present the young children of our church, blessed with the combined talents of three individuals who each will portray their characters in this enlightened skit entitled Gospel on the Web. They are Robert Ezekiel Ramirez, a ninth grader of Kapolei High School as Peter, Isaac Grimes, a fifth grader at St. Patrick's School as John, and Abel Rivera, a third grader at Aliomanu Elementary School as Thomas. The scene takes place at a house with three friends. Peter is watching the Apostolic Faith Church telecast on a laptop, and two friends, John and Thomas, visit and enter the room. Hey, Peter, what do you have there? Homework? No, I'm just watching my church TV telecast on my laptop, the Apostolic Faith Church Kingdom of God Crusade telecast at www.jesuscomingsoon.org. That's right. Thomas, have you heard of our TV telecast? It can be viewed any time of the day or night. No, what is it about? Well, first of all, it starts off with the music portion, which can help lift the spirits of our viewers. We refer you to Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Yeah, then head pastor William Hahn Jr. follows with the sermon. And part of that sermon includes the good news. The good news? Yes, the good news is that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Yes, Jesus came to save the lost souls of the world through this gospel of good news. This is the same gospel that was preached over 2,000 years ago, and this is the same gospel that we preach today. Here's an example from the Bible. In Matthew 28, verse 19, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Now we three are in school, and we all should know the difference between a name and a title, right? I should hope so. Doesn't a title identify something like, say, a book, or a pen, a Lit title can also identify people like, for instance, you're a son, right? And I'm a son. So that's our title. Right. That's our title. But name refers to a specific person. Take you for an example. Your name is Thomas. You have a specific name. But when it comes to salvation, there's only one specific name that can save you. And that name is Jesus. It is a saving name, Jesus, that we baptize believers. Yes, and in Acts 2.38, it states, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
You see, first of all, you must repent of your sins. Repentance means godly sorrows for sins. What does godly sorrow for sins mean? It means that one should humbly ask Jesus for forgiveness for all the wrong done in the past. Okay, so what must I do to be saved? In John 3, 5, a person named Nicodemus asked Jesus a question of salvation, and this was Jesus' response. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. When one is baptized or born of water, one must be completely submerged in water. It is a type of death, burial of the old self, and resurrection to a new life in Christ Jesus. It also symbolizes our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ dying on the cross and rising on the third day. To be born of the Spirit means to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, of which the only Bible evidence is speaking in tongues as on the day of Pentecost. Remember, it is only the name of Jesus that can save you. In Acts 4.12, it reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus has all the power, power in heaven and in earth. He is the author and finisher of our faith. No man can come close or equal to Jesus' power. Colossians 2 verse 9 clearly states, For him indwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, which means one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all. You can find this in Ephesians 4 verse 4 through 6. I, with all this information of salvation, I think I need to be baptized. Yes, all are welcome. All are welcome. Don't wait till it's too late. 1043 Middle Street is where you'll find our church, clearly marked with a rooftop sign, Jesus Coming Soon. In fact, you'll also see the Jesus Coming Soon sign on the rooftops of our neighboring island branches, church on Hawaii Island, Kauai, Maui, Molokai, and that Bao logo, and President Rojas, Mindanao, Philippines too. Okay, I'll probably see you at 1043 Middle Street. Great, see you soon. See you there. Weren't they terrific? Fantastic job, students. You really brought the gospel Christians to life. And now, back to our missus. Our government in recent years has had all kinds of programs, giving out charity and other doles. But it's not these things that build character. It is good, old, honest, hard work. In order to be successful, one must learn to work and to learn to work with others. We see here in the parable not only of justice, but also the generosity of God. The men who went to work at 6 o'clock received all that they were promised. And God is going to give us everything that He has promised. His promises are yea and amen. But this employer surprised those who began to work late by giving them a full day's wage. And every Christian can testify that he is often surprised by God. We go along not expecting much, and then all of a sudden, God opens the windows of heaven and pours out His blessings that fills our hearts with joy. Now, if this life is full of surprises, what do you think heaven is going to be like? We see here that not only salvation is given by grace, but our rewards are also distributed by grace. The man who worked only one hour didn't deserve a day's pay, but he received it as a result of the grace of the owner of the vineyard. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive our rewards, it will not be because of our own merits. Actually, we don't deserve anything. All the work that we can do throughout eternity can never repay our Calvary debt. 
We can't pay for one drop of his shed blood. No, the rewards like salvation must come from the grace of God. No wonder we call it amazing grace. It is grace or unmerited favor that brings both salvation and rewards to sinners. Read in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What service are you giving to God? Some of you have been serving Him a long time. Some have not yet begun to serve Him. It may be 5 o'clock for you. You do not have much longer. Let me urge you to get busy now. As Jesus tells us in John 9, 4, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. In other words, work while you have the strength, vigor, and vim. You don't want to go to heaven empty-handed. You would want a few sheaves to lay at His feet. His reward is for His faith and for those who stand for the name of Jesus. To be able to receive this reward, it is the church who guides lost souls to the fold. Paul tells us in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Therefore, the gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, body and soul. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon, and sooner than many think. On the other hand, the gospel is God's spell to sinners and to all those who unbelieve in Christ Jesus. Jesus called his disciples aside and predicted his death and resurrection. We read in Matthew 20, 18 and 19, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. But it seemed the disciples could not understand. Why? Here was one who conquered the winds and the waves, who could heal the sick and cast out the devils, who could even bring the dead back to life again. How could anyone take away his life away? They forgot what he had said and went on dreaming about earthly kingdoms and earthly rewards. They questioned Jesus, reading Acts 1, 6, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them in the seventh verse, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. Then came the mother of James, John, making an ambitious request of Jesus when she said, I would like to ask a favor of you. Sometimes people want us to do something, but they don't come to any specific point. They keep beating around the bush. It is dangerous to say that you will grant a favor until you know exactly what the favor is. Jesus responded as you read in Matthew 20, 21, What wilt thou? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. Some parents in their ambitions for their children do some unwise things and often ruin their children spiritually. They are eager for them to shine in the social world. Therefore, they push them into a social life and God and the church are left out. How foolish it is to rear your children without any thought of God. Now, how did Jesus answer this ambitious mother? We read in this 22nd verse, But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, we are able. He was not referring to the Lord's Supper or to water baptism. He was referring to his sufferings. He was simply saying, are you able to do all that I go through? They answered, yes. Little did they realize what they were saying. But Jesus said unto them, the 23rd verse, ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. Thus the time did come when suffering and death came to them. James was one of the first martyrs, as we read in Acts 12, 1-2. Now about the time Herod, the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. 
while his brother John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. They came to realize then that death for Jesus' sake was better than life for any selfish purpose. They came to realize that the cross was more desirable than the crown. Jesus next said that the one who wanted to be truly great had to become a servant and minister unto others. The highest service was not always found in the highest places. Let us read in Matthew 20, 25 to 28. But Jesus called them unto them and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they did our great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The greatest servants of God are not always of prominent stature. What the world needs today is not as many people in high places as in common places where are found everyday saints who are people of humble hearts doing their very best for God. Jesus said the Son of Man did not come into the world to be royally treated or occupy a high place, but that he came to give his life as a ransom for sinners. Paul tells us in Philippians 2, 5 through 6, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. The phrase form of God speaks of the glorious appearance that the Lord Jesus Christ had, the glory which I had with thee. When he came to this earth to live, he did not empty himself of any part of his divine nature, although he was made in the likeness of man. It meant only that he emptied himself of the outward glory, which was a mark of his Godhead and majesty. The eyes of men could not have looked upon his glory. Our Lord was not grasping at something that was not his divine right. It was rightfully his, for he was God. We read verses 7 11. For but when himself made no reputation, and took upon him the form of his sermon, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The time is coming when every knee should bow at the moment Jesus comes again to reign and rule on this earth. In a greater way, Jesus took upon himself our disease of sin. He who had no sin was made sin for us. And on Calvary's cross, he died for us, that we might forever live with him. How can anyone refuse such a loving Savior? Yes, in the kingdom of God, the last shall be first, the least shall be great, the lowest shall become the highest. Now, as Jesus journeyed upon the road, two blind men heard that he was passing by. Thus they cried out, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. But the crowd rebuked them and told them not to bother Jesus. Often there are those who ridicule and persecute those who follow Jesus and worship his way. But we are to be like these blind men. We are to pay no attention to the persecutors. These blind men kept crying out, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Then Jesus stopped. He always stops when we call on him. He is never too busy to answer our cries. Jesus said, what can I do for you? They answered as we find in Matthew 20, 33 and 34, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. 
The word compassion applies to Jesus as to no other man who ever lived. He is our great, sympathetic, compassionate Savior. All the world and its sins and its selfish ambitions, like those of James and John, are continually gnawing at us, tempting us. We need to move up higher. We need to get closer to God. Therefore, in this busy world, we need to sit down off and in our imagination, clam again to the hill of Calvary and there dedicate ourselves to all that Jesus stood for. God gave his best, his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is not only a future hope, but also a present possession of every true born-again believer in Christ Jesus. Therefore, why can't we give him our best? Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review Telecast's presentation in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next Telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Bringing our 112th youth telecast to its conclusion will be our youth orchestra to play that uplifting song, Marching On.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.